Morning, bitches, and welcome to Wellness For Real. It's your girl, Marlena. And y'all, you made it to the last week of 2020. Congratulations. It's almost the new year, and we knew we needed to have on Sloan, aka Simply Sloney, on Instagram. She's a Weight Watchers ambassador and just such an amazing, sweet human. And she is a frugal bitch, just like me and Felicia. So we knew we needed to have her on and just talk about New Year's goals and how to achieve those and wanted her to share her story. So we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Make sure you're leaving us a review, share the podcast with everyone and anyone, and listener support is always so, so, so appreciated, you guys. Uh, We're still pretty new at this podcast thing, so getting even that $5 a month really helps us reinvest that back into the podcast so that we can keep making episodes. So if you want to be generous and give whatever you can. We so greatly appreciate that. Uh, Now let's get this episode started. All right. So we're here today with Sloan. What's up, Sloan? How you doing? Hey, so excited. Yay. We're super excited to have you on. I was planning on asking you to come onto the show and then Jerry tagged you one of our posts and she's like, you got to have Sloan on. So (laughs) here we are. So thanks, Jerry. Yes. My twin, my big sister. I love her. She's yes, fantastic. I know. I That's so funny because I remember you, like, I think you were doing, like, answering questions and you said something about Jerry being your twin and I was like, did I fucking miss something? <laughs> we live on opposite sides of the country and I cannot wait for the day that I get to meet Jerry, but I swear we're related. We've known each other our whole lives. Like, that's we so cool. Connected. I love that so cool it's literally the best part of this have you whole met community her? marlene have you met jerry yeah i got to meet jerry actually when i went to la in march the last thing i got to do with my life before covid and uh <laughs> obviously okay so when i went to la i was kind of like a guest of someone else um you guys know Lacey. Mm-hmm. she's an ambassador i'm not in the ambassador uh like realm Um, So I honestly didn't know a lot of the people there. So I actually didn't know. I'm not like a big food blog person. So I actually didn't even know Jerry or her blog or anything about her, but she was just like the sweetest person and we totally hit it off. And then after LA, I was like, man, I wish I had known more about these people before I went. Um, I probably would have had a little bit more to talk about, but yeah, Jerry's awesome. And hopefully one day we can all return to LA and do like another big meetup because that was so fun. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yes, Some, it'll someday, happen. Someday. It'll happen. It will happen. So Sloan, let's uh, let's let you. Talk. Let's talk about you. <laughs> yes, we'll talk about you now. Yeah. So tell us about your journey. Obviously, we follow you on Instagram, but I always love to hear like how it started and all of that stuff. I like to say that my journey has been my entire life, uh, and that's such a frustrating thing to hear whenever you're starting your wellness journey, quote unquote, but it really is a full circle thing. So I have been big boned my entire life. Even whenever I was like in a decent weight class, I was the biggest out of all of my friends, my age group, all that sort of stuff. And I was in gymnastics really early on. And then I had to stop that. And it was like, as soon as I stopped gymnastics, I was seven and the weight just started piling on and piling on. My mom put me on my first diet when I was in 
third grade. And I remember telling my teacher, <laughs> I'm eating this because I'm on a diet with my mom. And she was like, you're in third grade. <laughs> you're not on a diet. Like you're eating food. You're not, we're not going to let you talk like this. But then I'd go home to my mom who talked like that. So uh, from third grade until I left her house, we did diets every year or so, tried everything. I would gain the weight, lose the weight. I was diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome when I was 14 years old. And so essentially what would happen in those doctor's meetings is they would say, hey, you need to lose weight because that would solve all your problems. But you're not going to be able to lose weight because you have PCOS. So I would try everything and then ultimately feel like it wouldn't work because I have PCOS. So I would just kind of like psych myself out. And then I ended up coming back to Weight Watchers at about three years ago. Yeah, I just celebrated my third anniversary. And I had just moved to a brand new town. I moved three hours away from everybody that I knew. I had no control over my life. I was unemployed. The job that I had fell through as soon as I moved here and um, found a new job four or five months later. My stepdaughter had also been in, in and out of the hospital during this time. So like literally everything in my life was just out of control. So I finally found a new job. The whole time that I was unemployed, I was like watching the Weight Watcher website, found a sale. They had a really awesome sale. And I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this. It was like a buy one month, get three months free. And I said, you know, if you mess up this first month, they're paying you. Essentially, they're paying for the other three months to just try. And so at the end of my four-month trial that I gave myself, I was down 40, 50 pounds, and I never looked back. Well, that's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Wow, you overcame so much. And I think that's something that so much of us can relate to, right? Like many of us have struggled with our weight and body image and being like, taught to diet, you know, at such a young age. Um, so what do you think was the biggest piece for you that really like clicked? Click. Yeah. And I definitely think that's the right phrase there. It has to be something that clicks for you to make that change because I've tried so many times. I remember I knew that my husband was going to propose to me before he proposed to me. Like I had a six month heads up sort of thing and I tried losing weight then. So that was really recent, a year, two years before I started Weight Watchers this time. And even though I wanted it, it, it was never going to click because I wasn't in the right headspace and I wasn't around the right people. And I think that that was like the biggest thing for me. Whenever I did start it, one of my best friends from the town that I moved from, she started it with me. And she would keep telling me, I wish that we were doing this together, like in person together. And I was like, if we were together, this would not be the same thing. Like we just, what's the word? Um, Do you sabotage each other? Yeah. Kind <laughs> <Or> of, enable, <laughs> enable, enable, enable. And so I think that all of it, all of the pieces came together for me. I wasn't around the people that enabled my bad behaviors. I needed to feel better about my entire life. I needed to feel better like physically, mentally, emotionally, and all those things. And I needed something to focus on. And so I, I say that the first year of my journey was dangerous. Like it really was. I rushed through it. I didn't take my time. And I 
like never really enjoyed my weeklies or anything like that. Completely opposite of how I am now. But it was that control. The control over the food, the control over my habits, the control over how I was feeling. And so for the first year, like that was the thing that clicked was me having control. And then since then, it's been unlearning that and learning how to live because you have to continue doing what you did to lose the weight to maintain the weight loss. But the first year, my thought process was more of you can enjoy that after you reach goal. Yeah. Mm. And now it's we're going to enjoy that and figure out how to reach goal at the same time. And so you've that, evolved. You're, you've evolved. It's evolved. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that that second click is the first click was important to get me here. But the second click is like the one that means more to me. It's the harder one too. Sometimes I feel like, because um, I think people forget that it's forever. You know what I mean? I think when you first jump on any program, like, you, there, you think there is an end. You know what I mean? Like in your mind, you think, okay, I'm going to lose 30 pounds. That's going to take eight months and then I'm good. But there is no end. Just figuring out how you do it ongoing. What's, what's, your, what's your lifetime day-to-day living going to look like? Um, that is so true. I and think- it's hard, <laughs> but it's hard to do, but it's the key. Yeah, my biggest push was the money. Like I was like, you can, I was losing 10 pounds every six weeks or something. The way that it worked out, I was going to reach my goal weight in 12 months. And I was like, 12 months times $20, that's $240. That's all you're going to devote towards this, like 240 and you're out, girl. And you're done. (laughs) And so that was the goal line in my head. But ultimately, like towards the end of that first year, by the time that I hit that $240 mark, I was like, your wellness and your happiness is worth more than $20 a month. You can drop eating out fast food or whatever it is to make that $20 a month. But that financial thing was definitely my goal line. I was going to say, it's funny that you say that because, um, so we actually just talked to Justin, um, Justin's journey. And she talked about how when she had first joined WW, so it doesn't sound like WW was something that you like were familiar with prior to joining it. Is that true? Or like, I mean, I think we've all heard of it, but it's not something like you didn't have people in your life who lived the program. No, not recently. Like it had been a decade. Okay. So, so that was for me. So like when I discovered WW in the beginning, I hate, I hate to say it this way, but it was kind of easy. The weight loss came, it happened so fast because I was like, oh, I'm eating food I like. And it was like competitive and I really liked that. And it was just like, it was fun. And my weight came off really fast, kind of like how you're saying your journey was too. Um, but then you're like, then you hit this point and I had this financial motivation as well. I was like, I'm going to get lifetimes. I don't have to pay for this shit. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, so then I went for that, but then it was like, then I started to realize that like there was this whole mental piece with like being a a quote unquote lifetime member and like weighing in within two pounds. And it was like, okay, now I got to figure out how to make this work forever for me. Right. So now that that part of it's clicked for you, what do you think has been like the biggest change? I used to live and die by a blue dot and now I cannot care less. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll aim for it, but it's not the end of the, it's not the end of everything. If I don't have a blue dot at the end of the week, I think I got one all of last week, but I also enjoyed pot roast, macaroni and cheese, homemade cinnamon rolls, like all foods that were worth it to me. So 
Yeah. I figured it out. So how does working the program look <laughs> for you? Um, so I'm on the purple plan and I chose the purple plan because it's supposed to align best with PCOS, whole foods, paleo, that sort of eating style. So it definitely encourages me to eat more whole foods than I would otherwise. Um, working the plan for me means lots of potatoes and brown rice and shrimp. I don't eat chicken, which is really weird. Uh, turkey, um, vegetables. I used to be really good about my fruit, but not anymore. <laughs> I'm working on that. That's like <laughs> one of my goals now. I just realized that recently. Um, but yeah, and then as far as like weeklies go, I typically spend a few weeklies every single day and then I'll have one day a week that I'll have more fun meal where I'll go out with a girlfriend, not go out because it's the pandemic, but like <laughs> we work together. So she'll come over to my house and I'll bartend for us. And then I'll go over to her house and she'll yeah. bartend for us and just things like that. But I do a little mix of sprinkling the weeklies throughout the week. And then I'll also have like a fun day. That's pretty manageable. Yeah. So are you, are you like a, like religious tracker? Like, do you have to track every day? And God, I hate tracking so much. <laughs> it's like, the worst thing for me, I will go in and pre-track my whole week and just be done and over with it. And I, I'm really bad about the streak thing. Like I wish that I could keep up with the streaks to get those wellness win points, but I would rather just go in on a Sunday or Monday and go ahead and put. So you're a planner. Them. You plan then. So yes. I've seen, I see, I love how you do like your meal plans. Like your yes. meal plans are Okay, let's talk about this because we wanted <laughs> to have you on really to talk. Um, obviously, we want you to share your story, but also like you are one frugal bitch and we yes. love it. <laughs> you, you bring it, you knock it down. <laughs> love it. And how you meal plan is like, I wish I could, I'm just not that type of person, but do you want to explain like how you do that? So I love to save money. I grew up in a very poor household. My mom was a single mom for a long time. Um, my parents when I was very young and I mean my mom did remarry but my mom like the grocery money came from her paycheck and she was a teacher so my stepdad like paid for all of our house bills like they they had it worked out between them so that's that's it but my mom frugal I learned it all from her I also have like a few different ways that I meal plan so this summer I got really tired of meal planning every week so I kind of put it on autopilot and I really liked that because it was like every Monday I had burgers, every Tuesday it was tacos, every Wednesday it was pizza, every Thursday it was pasta, every Friday we did stir fry, every Saturday it was like leftovers and Sunday was like salad, little things like that. So you just drew the line down the, the menu on your monthly calendar and you had all of your dinners planned out. Uh, other than that, now I'm back to how I used to meal plan and meal prep. So I'll pick three to four casseroles, one for me, one for my husband, and then two for us to split usually. And then I meal prep those. And as far as like being frugal with that, you've just got to shop from your freezer, your pantry, that kind of stuff. To stock up my freezer, I like to shop at Sands Club. And I put $25 in a savings account every single week. Every month to two months, I'll go to Sands Club and use that $25 per week it's its own Sam's Club spending account. Um, so it'll be anywhere from 150 to $200. And that's usually to stock up on my meats, frozen foods, um, 
toilet paper, paper home goods, the things that you get from Sam's Club. And so that's how I budget that in, which allows for me to keep my weekly food budget between, this is quite a jump, but $50 to $100, just depending on, I'm a server, so it depends on what our income was that we, um, what sales are, what we need. Um, like for instance, my husband's meal prep this week, I'm doing the skinniest dishes, mom's chicken and rice. It's chicken, rice, French onion soup mix, and cream of chicken soup. Like four things, super easy, super cheap. Mm -hmm. The only thing that I had to buy for that was the chicken because I always have dry rice on hand. I always have that soup mix on hand. And then with cans, I learned this tip from um, fun free or cheap, fun, cheaperfree.com, something like that. Jordan Page on Instagram. And what she does, she's like, she has so many kids, nine, 10 kids. It's ridiculous. And so they have like three different pantries and so many freezers. And what she does is she'll buy twice the amount of cans that she needs. So if you need one cream of chicken soup, go ahead and buy three. And that's how you're going to build up your stockpile. And then whenever you go to make your meal plan, you look at your stockpile and you have X amount of cans, you have your freezer, you have whatever else you've stocked up on the whole time. So that's how I stock up my cans and my meats. You can freeze your cheeses, you can freeze dairy. I don't drink like cow dairy, I drink oat dairy, oat milk and almond milk. So I haven't tried freezing that. So don't hold me to that. <laughs> also so, some bread. stuff you just can't freeze. I, I, I like to buy stuff and stock up, especially now with coronavirus. Mm -hmm. um, and I bought like a ton of Greek yogurts and froze them, but it like completely changes the texture of it. Like you can still use it for baking and cooking. It's whatever, but it's, I'm like, I'll just go to the store and buy one when I need one. I can see that. That and sour cream. I wouldn't yes. Sour cream. Yes. But I will freeze uh, shredded cheese. Me too. Yes. I freeze the shit but out of this. This seems really cheese. basic. I mean, you, you know, yeah. what you're saying, it's even though I have not thought about the Sam's Club savings account, which I like, yes. um, instead of going every week and just sort of buying randomly, but just to kind of have a chunk of money and buying it in bulk. Um, that seems really simple, but it makes a lot of sense. I mean, mm -hmm. to do it that way. And when you talk about like, just that saving money, like I'm a lot older than you guys. And I'll tell you, as you get older, your health costs you a lot more. Let me just tell you for someone who actually is pretty healthy for my age, but I have friends that are not, and they are on a lot of medication and they spend more than $20 a week on their medications, hundreds. So, I mean, think about that when you're thinking about your investment in your health, that uh, medication is expensive as hell. Investing in your wellness now is better than investing yeah, in your I mean, illness later. Your high blood pressure, cholesterol, those kinds of medications day to day, those yeah. are each 20, 25 bucks each, even with good insurance. So, I mean, and that's yeah, a I was monthly say, bill. Those prices sound pretty fair. Yeah. And that's a monthly, that's per yeah. month. You know what I mean? So yeah, those yeah. are things that are important to think about when you're thinking about your investment. It, uh, it's cheaper to be healthy. <laughs> so, so you have your Sam's club account. I love that idea. So you, you have like that, you do that with your money, right? You kind of put it into different accounts and for different pockets. things. So do you want to talk about that? Is there, is that called something? Am I missing something? Um, sinking funds probably okay. would be the best way to put it, which it's is like sure a Dave sure. Ramsey con concept. 
but I use Capital One Banking. Um, they have a pretty good return rate on interest and you can have as many savings and checking accounts as you want with them. The one drawback with that is you can only have one card. So like I have two different checking accounts and I have two different checkbooks, but I only have one debit card. And there's a way that I can flop the debit card back and forth between the two checking accounts. But like for auto pay, it, it doesn't work that way. So you would have to do like the routing number. So that's the only drawback to that. But aside from that, like I have the two different checking accounts with Capital One, one of which is where I keep our bill money. And so the other one is where our, I guess the best way to put it is it's fluid money. It's where the deposits come in. It's where like, if I, that's where I'm using grocery money from that week, I'll use the card for that. But everyday payday, I move what's necessary for the bills over to the bill checking account. And I have those drafted through auto draft already without the card. Um, as far as the savings accounts there, I have one for my dogs because fur babies are expensive. Any babies yep, are expensive. Are. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're all expensive. We have one for our cars. Um, we have one for presents slash holidays. We have one for I'm missing one. I don't know. Um, and then we also have local bank accounts, which just makes it easier to get money into that account. But it's also even more of like our fluid money account. So it's the one that we generally go to before we go to the Capital One account. Uh, Capital One is generally just for bills and whatnot. But like that. Oh, Sam's Club. That's that's the other yep. account. <laughs> yeah. But so I'll use the credit card, I mean, the debit card for Capital One to use the Sam's Club money. And it's all really easy to use. It's all on the app. You can transfer money immediately. Um, so like whenever I walk into Sam's Club, I'll just transfer the money from the savings account into the credit account. And also if you, if you shop at Sam's Club and you aren't using the app, you're wasting your time and everybody else's time because they have the feature where you can scan your items as you're putting them into your cart and check out without having to go through a line. Yeah, I was just okay, I was just there this weekend. I did not see that. I shop at Costco. Are they are they on that too? Are they doing that? I'm not sure, but I saw okay. also that Walmart is trying to move on to that. And oh. so what Walmart's doing is you can pay like the monthly fee for their new club and they'll let you do that, but you still have to go to self-checkout and then you scan your phone, which scans like everything in your cart at once, and then you kind of just leave from there I'm and then they're also doing the free delivery with walmart that way too so if you do walmart plus i think is what they're calling that hmm. very cool this is good <laughs> this is good stuff so you mentioned um david ramsey he's like a financial guru is that what they call right. him um is there anyone else that you like look to for financial advice or youtube channels that you watch or people on instagram that you can recommend the budget mom hands down the budget mom i've tried dave ramsey many many times this year is the first year in like the 10 years that I've tried to budget every year. Um, but this year is the first year that I've actually stuck it out until the end of the year. And I truly credit that all to the budget mom. Um, like I said earlier, I'm a waitress and my husband's also in the service industry. And so we were really heavily affected whenever COVID shut us all down the first time. Um, it took us all a little while to start getting unemployment money and stuff in. So without the budget mom, and her like her ways changing my life at the beginning of the year, we would not have been able to pay rent. We would not have had food on our table. Like we would have been so far lost when everything shut down. But like 
her method, her way, she does budget by paycheck. So it's the way that she breaks it down is just the easiest way. And she has a workbook that you can use. I have the printable version. So it was like 20 or $30 for the printable version. You can reprint it every year. You don't have to repurchase a paper one. You just reprint your own. That's why I chose that one. Um, but she does also sell like already printed and bound ones as well that you could buy. And then before I bought it, I actually set up my own just on pencil and paper. And I was like, I'm going to do this for two months before I allow myself to buy this because I have ADD with things like that. And you're very honest. I noticed like when you're doing your budget, like if you go over, you say, I went over my budget. Like you're really honest, like, which I really like because not everybody, it's hard to be, you know, sometimes you're not perfect with that. Things come up, you have things that happened. And I think part of it is just doing it and understanding that it's okay if it's not perfection just like when you're doing your diet right Mm -hmm. like it's just trying to be consistent with it and it doesn't have to be perfect but the fact that you're doing it is what's going to make the difference absolutely consistency is what matters just across the board in all aspects of our wellness right yes um that's why we love to talk about the non-traditional things like money, because it is so important and going into a new year, that's so many people's goal, right? I want to pay my debt. I want to save money. I want, you know, there's usually some type of financial goals. Um, So I know like for myself in 2020, our goal was to pay off debt and we did. We paid off all of our debt this year. Um, I mean, obviously minus our home and cars, but you know, all that pointless credit card debt that you build up when you're young that you like don't even think about and <laughs> all the stupid things you buy. Um, and it, it's, it blows my mind how little we're taught about finances growing up. I mean, unless you have parents that go out of their way to teach you those things. It's ridiculous. They don't teach you shit in school it's that ridiculous. really benefits us long term. So uh, what are some great tips I guess from either one of you, because I'm still learning. As far as budgeting? Yeah. So what are, your, what are your budgeting tips? Like what are the basics, right? Because just like anything that we want to change in our life, we have to start with those small steps, right? So what was like the first small step that you took? It's just as frustrating as dieting, but the first step <laughs> is to track it. Like yeah. you can't yeah. know where you need to improve until you track it. And so for me, that meant we do a lot of cash spending since I'm a me server too. and So I was able to backtrack a little bit of our credit card and I mean, debit card spending and stuff like that. But for the most part, I had to start then and start tracking my money because that cash just flows out of your hands. It does. It burns a hole in your pocket real quick. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I remember Um, that server life. Tracking. Yeah. You got to know what you got to change before you can change it. And then from there, it's absolutely about honesty. You know, like you can't, once again, you can't know what you need to change if you're not seeing it. And then from there, it's just trying. (laughs) Just sticking with it. it. Yeah. And And I'm similar with you. I have multiple accounts. Like I have multiple accounts because I don't want to track everything. So, but I have multiple accounts and I have accounts specifically for bills for savings account that I have a savings account that is not accessible with a check card. I cannot get to it unless I go to the bank. Otherwise I'll be buying shoes and all kinds of crazy things. So there has to be money set aside that you cannot get to. I mean, for me, that's really important. And then a savings account that's specifically for 
fun. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's an account for me to buy things. So my, so kind of how you're tracking on papers, how I track with accounts. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I have my, my own account. My husband has an account too, cause uh, I'll get annoyed yep. with some things <laughs> that he wants to buy and same thing. But so that's kind of how I break it down. Like this money goes into a space that's like, it's not touchable. It's this goes into a little emergency fund. This is for food. This is for bills. This is for Palisha. Like that's kind of how I yeah. do it um, without writing it all down on a bigger picture. Husband, yeah. My husband and I also have like separate accounts, but like, so we have all of our main accounts that I was talking about, but we also have our own allowances. So I generally get my allowance in cash. So I don't really have my own account, but he has his own kind of like an instant pay card sort of thing that every payday $40 from his paycheck goes onto his own pay card and that's his allowance every week. So that helps us with the caring about each other's spending. I can't deal. (laughs) He like charged a video game to our mutual account. Oh (laughs) shit. World War (laughs) three. He was like, I've got to transfer money. Like, I've got the money. It just won't take his card because it's an instant card. And I was nah. like, I just, no. my husband comes I don't up like with chainsaws. Weird shit. I go, what is up with the chainsaw? No. Like, I mean, like, seriously. So that's right away. I'm like, nope, that's not happening. Nope. So I got married a lot older. So when you are in your 30s and you get married and you're bringing your finances together, some people are really comfortable with that, but I'm pretty financially independent. And I just, I didn't want to stress about what someone else is buying. And I also did not want someone to stress on me. Um, So it works really well that way. As long as we're both comfortable what goes into that account and we have an agreement that if it's over a certain amount, then a conversation needs to be had, you know. Then you got to check in. Um, so earlier you talked about, you mentioned your PCOS diagnosis. You were diagnosed pretty early on, um, pretty young. And I know you're really vocal about that too. Uh, I'm sure like everyone listening to this is so appreciative of how like honest and raw and real you are with all aspects of your wellness. Um, and I know you've been sharing about your hair growth. Do you want to talk about that? Because that's not something I feel like anyone talks about. There's definitely a lot of shame to it. Um, So what that's in reference to is my biggest uh, symptom and insecurity from PCOS is I have hirsutism, which means that I have male pattern hair growth. Um, That means that I can practically grow a beard. (laughs) I can grow a mustache. I have sideburns. I have chest hair, I have hair on my back, I have hair on my stomach a little bit. Um, And I've really taken to embracing that this year. Uh, It's something that I've fought with for a really long time. It's like you said, nobody really talks about it. And the more that I talk about it, the more that I realize there's so many other women out there, Uh, not only just women with hirsutism, but women have facial hair growth. (laughs) Like it's just, it's a natural thing. It's what happens. It's Mm -hmm. genetics. And the fact that we're all hiding it and not talking about it, we're all doing a disservice to ourselves because we could be embracing this aspect of our natural bodies. And instead we're shaming ourselves and others for things that we can't control. 
I have never ever wanted to be the lady at the circus, the like bearded lady, but, but like, that's what my genetics and my hormones decided I was going to be. So I'm going to talk about it because nobody else talks about it. And the more that I talk about it, the easier it gets. And the more that I help other people. That's amazing. It is. We've come from like this weird hairless society where everything needs to be waxed off. I mean, seriously, and lasered off. And mm-hmm. it's kind of ridiculous, period. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it is. Wi- it's wild. Yeah. Like, what? I mean, it's like, so who created this narrative that like women yeah. are just supposed to be like perfectly smooth no. all the I mean, over. let's just be clear. Like, hair is there for a reason. <laughs> it's there for a reason, though. I mean, it is. Like, yeah. there is a purpose for our bodies having hair. <laughs> It's very like borderline pedophile to expect for grown women to look like young girls. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just to put it in very blunt terms. Yeah. yeah. Hear, I'm, I'm glad you, you said it. Not happening yeah. over here. It's so true though. It, it is it is a lot of that rape culture and and yeah. It, yeah. It, it it's going to be a cold day in hell before I'm on any kind of uh, little deal with my legs over my head and someone's putting wax. Uh, <laughs> Okay, and then me paying well, the money. All, that we've shit all been ain't happening. Though, haven't we? Like, uh, not me. No, never. No, never I mean, no, the I'm not gonna say I've been. No, dude, that ain't happening. I'm not gonna pay you to do that to me. Sorry. I'm like, no. Felicia draws the line at that. I missed that whole deal. Okay, I missed that. Yeah. No. Well, I think I think the bush is back though. Yeah. Right. So, I, I'm, I'm not sure what is back. back to each. I think we're now. It's called the COVID. What the fuck ever? Because nobody can go in and get anything done. You know what I mean? So I mean, I think that's what it's called. But I'm just saying that there's just that. Like I don't know, but I feel like we've everything. Everybody's waxing. They're getting their uh, everything lasered off. I mean, everything. You know. So it's a little. It's too much. I mean, it has a purpose. It does right. have a purpose. Good yeah, for you, and, though. And, that's incredible. And um, yeah, and for other women who struggle with that and struggle with PCOS and have these symptoms, um, and there are so many women, like you said, so like you didn't many. even realize how many other women struggled with this until you, until you started to share. One in 10 women are diagnosed with PCOS. Diagnosed yeah. with PCOS. One I mean, in 10. That's 10% of the women's population. So if you're standing in a room full of women there are at least a handful of others in there that have PCOS. It's really And that's just diagnosed. But also on that note, like I get really frustrated with doctors and PCOS because there's not really any research that anybody's doing on it. They they are, but they're not. And it's become a very umbrella term. Like Mm -hmm. I know you were misdiagnosed, right, Marlena? Yes. Um, while I was going through infertility treatments, um, I started seeing a reproductive endocrinologist. And I mean, I knew I've regularly seen a gynecologist since I was 12 years old. Um, and he told me that I wasn't getting pregnant because I had PCOS. And I was like, I've literally never been told that I had PCOS. Don't you think that's something that I would be like aware of? Um, and I've had so many friends that that's happened to that yeah. they've not, they were not diagnosed until they went for fertility treatments. And then all of a sudden, because you're having fertility issues, you have PCOS and it's, it's just really become a huge blanket term. And there's also fat PCOS versus skinny PCOS now. And just, it's, it's this whole world. And I have issues with doctors. The last doctor that I saw even told me that PCOS was a made up, um, 
a made up medical condition and that I didn't actually what? have that. And I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> okay. That is wild. Did he it's, get his degree online? What's up? It's, there's a lot of stupid doctors out there. <laughs> he was know. an old white man in, <laughs> in Mississippi. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there so you go. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. I mean, three girls that worked with me had had with were diagnosed with that and endometriosis all of them same age group in their 30s and all came about from infertility um and they all had a lot of symptoms when they were teenagers they just didn't know that that's what it was um well and you talked about um you know just even it goes both ways right there are women who are misdiagnosed with it and then there are women who it's totally overlooked and um, like you said, there's not a lot of research. There's not a lot of studies being done on it. And you would think that with so many women struggling with this, that they would try to figure out why, Yeah, why this is happening. But it's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> but that's why it's important for us to talk about it so that we can I, support I mean, one another. Um, because even just knowing there's someone else out there that struggles with the same thing that you thought that you were sitting alone with, that's so powerful. It's huge. Absolutely. And the fact that you're embracing something that people struggle with and you're comfortable talking with it, that's just, that's such a big deal. I wouldn't say I'm comfortable with it. Well, comfortable <laughs> enough to share it on your platform yeah. of 26.5 thousand people. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, that's huge, but it is. And you're brave. I mean, it's brave for you to do it, comfortable or not. And it does help a lot of people. So um, I just you. think that's great. Thank you. Has it been like healing for you being able to share that? Honestly, yes. It's It's been very healing and... I've just found such a community of other women that go through it. And even more than that, like I have loved, I have a lot of moms that reach out to me and their daughters have PCOS and they don't know how to deal with it and they don't know how to talk about it. And like, for me, that's the biggest thing because my mom and I have a very strained relationship. And a lot of that stems from, um, I feel like she took a lot of her issues out on me uh, because I look like her. And I even remember her saying that at one point, like after my parents got divorced, she was like, you look like me. So I just see myself in you. And like, I just never forgot that. And um, I forgot where I was going with all that. That's okay. I do that all the time on this show. My mom. It's <laughs> oh, just it, being but... able to help other people and share your story. Yeah. yeah, impactful for when people don't have other people to go to for those kinds of issues. So, yeah, and that's amazing that you can help other moms yeah. provide support for their daughters that that maybe you didn't have growing up. So, I'm sure, that's very appreciated. So it's a lot. I mean, I feel like you're so you're a Weight Watchers ambassador. You're helping people with all different kind of pieces of their wellness and you're like the budget lady. It's kind of, you got a lot of things here. This is fantastic. I love it. I'm like the jack of all trees. Yes. Okay. So, okay. So we're going to ask you like a couple of like, like tips. I want like one of your favorite tips for budgeting and then maybe one of your favorite like finds or tips for Weight Watchers. So number one tip for budgeting I really have to say that, uh, like the Sam's club thing, the putting okay. money aside every week to stock up on your meats, because that's really where you're going to spend most of your money is always food, whether it's food in your house or you going out to eat 
or fast food, whatever the case may be, food is typically after your bills, your highest expense. Yep. So the main way to keep that down is to figure out what the best meat deals are in your location. Um, okay. I have a local grocery store here that they do BOGO meats. Um, so if you can catch like their chuck roast on BOGO, you buy one chuck roast and you get one for free. It's a really awesome deal, but you got to keep your eye out and you got to know when to look for it. I don't like to do that anymore. So I have to shop at Sam's Club. Um, and then for wellness slash Weight Watchers tip is to just commit to yourself and never give up. Like it seems so easy and it's not, but you can't, you can't expect for everything to just fall into your lap. You have to be consistent and persistent and at the same time, be kind to yourself because you're never going to get anywhere if you're constantly being the, uh, the soccer coach would be the best way to put it. <laughs> like if you're always yelling at yourself and being hard on yourself and down on yourself, like, yes, you need to be your coach, but you also need to be your biggest cheerleader. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. I love that. So good. Well, we so appreciate you joining us, Sloan. It's so much fun. Thank you for having me. I have one last question for you. I just want to know, since this is a New Year's episode, do you have any New Year's goals? What do, what do you want 2021 to look like? I just want it to be a great year. Uh, this shit, like 2020 has been a year for all of us. Uh, but to be honest, I'm really proud of how I handled 2020. And I want to just continue pursuing my best self and that is in every aspect of my life that's wellness which is food and exercise but also money and keeping my home clean i hate cleaning my home which you would not know if you watched me on instagram but <laughs> like it's it's really about routine and so 2021 is going to be about continuing those routines for me that's great i love it i love it that's awesome. All right. Well, we'll see you in 2021. Yes. <laughs> see you Thanks next later. year. <laughs>